0: our show, and today we will discuss the book Homegoing by Yag Yasi. My name is Peter Winsworth and
1: my name is Chad Bellington. Yag Yasi, the author, drew upon her Ghanaian heritage as inspiration for her novel, to tell a tale of slavery that differs from what one might consider an average narrative of those people. And
0: how would you say it's different?
1: Well, I would say simply just tells the entire story. Each chapter follows the subsequent generations of a single captive slave, allowing us to see the effect of slavery throughout the various generations. For example, we quite literally see the descendants of that original captive shift their culture from traditional Ghanaian African culture to a more typical African American culture.
0: Interesting. I can see it too. One half of the novel focuses on those still left in Ghana, and it shows the unknown part of slavery, how it actually affected the people and cultures that were left behind in Africa. For our listeners who are unfamiliar with Homegoing, it is a riveting novel that explores the divergent lineages of two sisters from Ghana separated at birth. One was forced into a cruel life of slavery and shipped to the Americas, where her descendants fought for freedom and rights while struggling to find their home in a new, harsh environment.
1: In contrast, the other character was pushed into a lavish life at the Cape Coast Castle, perhaps the most significant slave castle in Ghana, a large coastal fortress housing a dungeon to ship away vast quantities of slaves. Her descendants must face their own culture's role in slavery, and fight to preserve their culture among the growing influence of the white man.
0: But today, we're focusing on that part of the story. More specifically, we're going to look at Yaw, who is a very distant descendant of the woman who was in the Cape Coast Castle. And I'll say, his story is one of the most interesting ones.
1: Yaa is a highly educated and intelligent school teacher who was involved with the Ghanaian independence movement in the late 1940s. This is not just the beginning of a very important time period in just Ghanaian history, but African history in general as well. After World War II, European powers began to consider the possibility of decolonizing the continent and allowing their former colonies self-determination.
0: Yes, but independence was still a while away. In the late 1940s and early 1950s, when this part of the book takes place, Britain was killing and imprisoning Ghanaian independence leaders. But popular support in the colony and back in Europe allowed Ghana to become the first sub-Saharan African country to receive independence on May 6, 1957. Throughout the book, the historical context where each character lives is very important, but I think it is even more important for Yah in particular. But who is Yaw?
1: Well, Yaw is a school teacher at about 50 years old who was born in a large fire set by his mother and it permanently disfigured his face.
0: Yeah, that's a very interesting part of his character. He, um, he has a massive scar in his face that was uh, given to him by his own mom, which, ca- which uh, causes a lot of drama throughout the chapter. He's also extremely educated and is able to rise up among his status as a uh, poor African villager and a person with a, disfi- with a permanent disfigurement and the son of a crazy woman. He, um, it's a very important part of his character and it really affects his uh, later self. For example, when we see him, when he's 50 years old, we see that he's a very good teacher but he has a hard time making connections with uh, people who are close to him. Mm-hmm. Additionally, the scar gives a little glimpse
1: of the irony of what he teaches in his actual life. One of the first things he tells his students is that history is storytelling. You can't know what's real because you weren't actually there. You just have the account of the people with the power. For example, in this uh, literal context surrounding Yaw, the white people have the power. So if it's not Yaw teaching his students and the white people teaching his the students, they might not know the real story. And the part where the irony comes in, is that Yaw, he never met his mother, who set the fire, because the villagers took him away, and his neighbors, who pay for his education, technically hold all the power over him, so he believes them that his mother is a terrible person, and it isn't actually until he goes and visits his mother later in the story, that he learns that she's not as bad as they would have him believe. And... His mother is just one of many minor characters in your chapter that plays an important role. Can you think of uh, any others, Peter? Well, yeah.
0: Um, There is his maid, Esther, who um, he later marries, actually. It's kind of an interesting story of his sort of thawing. He used to be very socially awkward, especially due to his scar. And... Esther really brought out the nice, loving side to him. She was always asking questions, she was always curious, and she really thought him. And it was a very important development in his character. And uh, you know something about development in characters and uh, different things about the characters. Wouldn't you want to elaborate on that?
1: Uh, yeah, certainly. So, at the beginning, is cold and distant with, uh, with Esther, because you know he assumes she'll be like most other people in his life and look at his scar and be scared of him and not want to interact with him but in reality Esther sees yaw for being an educated person rather than just someone who is disfigured and she looks up to him to answer all of her questions that you know no one else in her life could answer and because of this they form a meaningful bond and yaw finally learns that people can look past his scar and also it, this the part about Yaw really shows something that Yaw Gyasi uses to humanize her characters. All of her characters are imperfect. If you look at all the characters throughout the book, they all have some imperfections. Or if the characters are meant to be bad per se, they have at least something good or something that makes them complicated. So you really just can't make a judgement about any character.
0: Precisely, I, I totally agree. I guess to change gears a bit, there's also an aspect of colonization, which plays an extremely important part in the chapter. Yaw is very focused on it. He writes books on it. And he, again, he's a school teacher, so he tries to teach his students the um, idea that the history is written by the victor. And the victor, in this case, are the uh, Europeans who have colonized their uh, beloved country. And he tries to... Um, tell them that it doesn't have to be this way. We can actually write our own history, we can make our own story, we can make our own future. So that's a very important part of Vian's character, I'd say.
1: Oh yeah, I definitely agree. And additionally, speaking of them writing history, as we know, now, like 60 years in the future for this time period, uh, they ultimately were successful in gaining independence, just like many other African countries. However, the colonization still has effects that last to this day. Uh, And I know you're very well versed on this topic, so why don't you talk about it a bit?
0: So, um, the decolonization of Africa was extremely hasty. It happened in a period of just a few years in the late 50s and early 60s, and it led to a lot of violence and a lot of bad things. There were communist takeovers, dictatorships, and... The countries which were reeling from the effects of so many years of colonialism were left extremely impoverished. And even to this day, many of the countries are still dealing with the effects of, the, of decolonization and slavery. Ultimately, they now have their own path for freedom and are able to make their own decisions without having to worry about their European overlords. But it's still very, very much a pressing issue to this day. Okay, Chad, I think that's about all the time we have today.
1: Yeah, so overall, Homegoing is a great book. It is Yad Yasi's debut novel, published in 2017, just very recently. And it is a great story that is different from the stories we always hear about slavery. You know, we always hear about the straight-up the protests and the real slavery. But this book also talks about things like the slavery that went on after slavery ended. How people were forced into labor after slavery ended. Or in the case of y'all, how people protested for independence and stuff. You know, besides the usual marches and physical stuff we hear about all too often.
0: Totally, totally. I think the book is a really great, good read. I would recommend buying it. And my name is Peter.
1: And my name's Chad. And that was today's
0: Book Talk. Thank you for listening.